In February of 2021, database company Couchbase released the results of a survey that showed how developers play a key role in helping organizations meet their digital transformation goals, despite facing significant challenges, including, of course, the disruptions caused by the COVID pandemic. The survey of 450 European and U.S. senior IT decision makers showed that 92% of respondents believed that DevOps could have a revolutionary impact on their digital transformation efforts, while 63% said that the flexibility to change their goals when needed has been significantly helpful or indispensable in meeting their digital transformation goals. However, this flexibility has come at a cost, with 49% of respondents reporting their development teams have indicated that they are being asked to do too much in too little time. Welcome to the Cloud Tweaks podcast, where we look at developments and stories dealing with cloud, cybersecurity, and other areas of business tech. I'm your host, Steve Prentice. This episode is the second of three co-presented with Matthew Groves of Couchbase, in which we look at the shift to NoSQL as part of the post-pandemic digital transformation. So, by way of an introduction, I would like to ask Matthew for some background on how and why this survey came about. Sure. My name is Matthew Groves. I'm a product marketing manager at Couchbase. So this survey is something that Couchbase has sent out every year since 2017. It's one of several surveys that we send out, and this one goes out to specifically tech leads. So it's people who are in a position to make decisions about the project and the technology being used in that project. And you know we're very interested in what those people uh, have to say and and what challenges they're facing, uh, because oftentimes uh, they're very influential on the choice of database or databases in their project. And seeing as Couchbase is a database company, we very much want to be in tune with the problems they're facing and the challenges they're facing, and and ways that we can uh, we can help address those challenges. To begin with, then, what would you like to summarize? Like, what were the actual results or complaints from the dev teams who replied to you? So, I think it's important before we get into the details to discuss the the timing of the survey. Um, and the, the survey went out at the end of 2020, which, as we know, is an exceptional and challenging year in many different ways. Um, and, and a lot of companies needed to really switch gears pretty quickly and pretty dramatically to deal with some of those challenges, right? Um, so oftentimes, um, organizations, large organizations, they have modernization projects in mind, they have them planned, um, but they, they may not be top priority for a number of reasons. However, 2020 comes along and suddenly, you know, instead of 10% of your business being online or 10% being delivery, now it's 80%, 90%, even 100% completely online. So, uh, in order to deal with that, you, you have to uh, modernize uh, kind of ahead of that, that uh, nice, easy uh, schedule that, uh, oh, we'll do it over a series of couple of years. We have to actually turn around and do that in you know, a month or two months, something like that. So I think that's important because that, that kind of sets apart the results of this survey from, uh, from other previous years um, where those things may not have been the top priority. Now, you mentioned the... Uh, the, the question about complaints reported by the dev team. Now, remember, we're, we're asking tech leads these questions. We're not asking the, the team themselves. We're asking the leaders. And, and so we wanted to know what, what complaints are they seeing uh, about projects. And certainly too much, doing too much in too little time is an evergreen complaint from uh, software teams and developer teams. Um, 
but certainly uh, in 2020, that's that's a very much a escalated um, complaint, I would think. So that's definitely the the top result we're seeing in that uh, in that survey. Now, again, yes, you're right. This could have been a spike situation because of extreme circumstances. But in terms of the standard of just trying to get too much done in too little time, it's interesting how we compare that to the regular stories about skills shortages in IT, that there's just not enough people to get these things done. And when you bring that around to, let's say, developments with the Biden administration looking to really ramp up large level corporate participation in things like MFA and security and open source security, where is the disconnect between the fact that companies still don't have enough resources to get things done correctly, even though despite there seems to be an abundance of talent waiting to get in and help? Is that a fair question? Uh, you know, I, I think uh, that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, some of the insights that this survey might provide to help answer that question is certainly we have to do too much in too little time. We mentioned that. Um, the, the, the next two complaints were we, we don't have the skills, they don't have the skills that they need, as you mentioned, uh, to get these projects done, and they don't have the tech they need. And I, I think there's uh, a lot of overlap in those two, is that um, if we're switching into gears, we have to modernize right now uh, because of whatever challenges our company's facing. Uh, the, the ask may be, uh, we, we need you to have a, uh, a modern project to deal with really high demand over the internet, over mobile apps, yet we're going to ask you to make do with the existing technology and tools that we already have. Uh, it may be a legacy uh, database server, legacy software, legacy mainframes. You know, we talked about that in the last episode, some of the challenges of modernization and transitioning to a more modern database, more modern technology stack. Uh, and so I think a lot of that is, uh, is just describing that exact problem is that, you know, we want to get this done. We want to be able to uh, modernize our applications and uh, better serve our customers, but we're being asked to, to do too much with the legacy tools that we have. Uh, and we want to learn the new skills. We want to learn the new tech, but we're just not given uh, the time. We're not we're not given um, any sort of additional resources to pull that off. And so that, that is, I think, the, uh, my interpretation of those complaints that came through in the survey. Now, a survey like this, in terms of the audience that you're looking to reach, what are your expectations? Because you can sort of say, well, this should be aimed at management level, but should this also be sent up to the C-suite, to the board of directors? We know from previous stories we've covered here that there's a significant disconnect, especially in boards of directors understanding technology and understanding cybersecurity and prioritizing it. It's kind of Greek to them in terms of relevance, which I think is a huge weakness in terms of corporate directorship in this day and age. But where would you like to see the results of this survey go? And what was your intention in terms of the eyeballs that would read this? So I, I, I do believe we have a similar survey that goes out to the, sort of the director level, VP and above uh, as well uh, with similar questions. But the point of this survey is reaching the tech leads. And, and I think a good organization understands that the tech leads are going to be closer to the actual tech and uh, be uh, better able to make decisions about that. Uh, and so that's why we're not asking specific technical questions here. Uh, about what kind of tools they're using, things like that, because uh, you know, ha using getting those results up to the C level, up to the of the uh, manager level, director level, you know, it, it may not have as much meaning, or it may require a lot more context as to what you know these tools mean. Why do we need these tools? Things like that. And so, I think a good organization 
you know, the C-level, the directors are going to look at these results and uh, say, well, we need to give our tech teams, our tech leaders more freedom in making decisions, more resources in making decisions about which tools, which technology stacks, which processes that they need to be successful. And, and I think uh, anything else would be, you know, if we go to have to go all the way to the C-level to say we need approval for this specific tool, you know, that's, that's putting a burden on a C-level that really doesn't have the information to make that decision well. Uh, and, it's, and it's taking away, um, you know, the people who are at the level that uh, have the information to best make the decision at that level. So I, I think the tech audience is, the tech lead audience is a really uh, important segment of people uh, because they're going to be the ones that say, we need this tool and they're going to ask for approval and they're going to make the case to their managers and, and their higher ups. Just reading back from the actual survey results, 40% of respondents said that the development teams were behind schedule with their current projects. 40%. Now that's a big number. Uh, are you surprised by that? Or can you put it the other way around and say that 60% are doing well? I mean, what's your take on this particular split? Yeah, I think I'm actually surprised the other way around that uh, being given all these uh, you know, too much and too little time, huge shift in uh, focus and what project we need to get done, huge shift in work environment, people being, you know, working from home that have never done that before. And uh, they're still um, ahead of schedule or believe they're ahead of schedule. Uh, you know, it, it's a majority. It's not a huge majority, but it's a majority that uh, are on schedule or, or are believe they're on schedule. Uh, and that, to me, is very surprising. I used to be a project manager. And one of the things um, that uh, we discuss in, in uh, the PMP materials and the PMI materials is how often projects failed. Uh, and so I would expect the behind schedule to be a lot higher than it is, especially given the stresses of this year. But it, to me, it's very surprising. So despite the fact that developers and tech leads and, and teams are asked, being asked to do a lot and... Uh, don't necessarily always have the skills or tech that they need, that they're still delivering on schedule. And I, you know, I think that just shows how important developers are to um, modern organizations and modern companies. Um, and and I, I think that, to me, is the number one takeaway from this, is that uh, the, the developers are extremely important when it comes to these modernization efforts. Hosting for the Cloud Tweaks podcast is brought to you by ISC Squared, the world's largest nonprofit association of certified cybersecurity professionals. ISC Squared membership of more than 150,000 is made up of certified cyber, information, software, and infrastructure security professionals who are making a difference and helping to advance the industry. ISC Squared offers a portfolio of credentials that are part of a holistic, programmatic approach to cybersecurity. Visit isc2.org to continue your journey and get certified today. So these look like the kinds of soft skills, which is not always a fair term to talk about when speaking about project management, because a lot of really great rules are built into project management. But a lot of future of work specialists have said that soft skills are the future of work specifically. And though you may have your hard skills in terms of being a coder or a pen tester or a specialist, having the capacity to communicate, for example, or to understand and speak the languages of different levels in the business is the kind of thing that would make long-term projects more successful. So it isn't just simply about knowing how to hit a nail with a hammer, but how to communicate out to everyone that's around. So it looks like, from the results of your survey, 
it kind of looks like that. And the techniques such as realistic project management to stay on schedule, I think is something that can be pulled from this. But I would definitely want my team to have some project management training and education if they haven't already got it. But Matthew, what else do you see in terms of challenges um, that you can extract from the results of this survey? Do you see any challenges for the organization or perhaps about goal setting, having the right technology, going back to people, processes and tools? Are there further challenges or opportunities for organizations to take note of from this survey and do something good about it? What would you give them as some advice? Yeah, so one of the the questions here in the survey was, what are the challenges facing your organization? Um, And, you know, challenges is a nice way to say, you know, what are we bad at that we can get better at? Uh, And and that's kind of what this question is getting at. And the the number one uh, response was setting clear goals. And I think this is true for any kind of project, technology or otherwise, is if we have clear goals about what we need to accomplish, um, we understand the problem very well. This is the developer's, a developer's number one uh, skill set is we have a problem. Here are, here is the, you know, here's our goal to solve this problem. Developers are very good at taking those, uh, taking those requirements, taking those goals and solving problems. Um, as, you know, as long as they're given some autonomy and, and freedom on how to solve the problems, right? Uh, where, when you start prescribing, here's how you need to solve this problem. Well, then you get into uh, an area where, it's more difficult because um, now you're constricting the developer. And, and that goes to the, the number two response on the survey was having the right technology. So if you give a developer a problem and say, we need, we need to be able to handle curbside orders um, for our restaurant chain, right? That's a, that's a problem that was, you know, it's always been around, but this, this last year and the last couple of years, I'm, I'm guessing the demand for that has increased by a lot. Uh, and so that having the right technology to deal with that um, is, is important. Uh, and, and if you don't have that, that's a challenge because now that's going to affect your, uh, you know, people in the restaurant, the people uh, at the location, and they're going to have a hard time, uh, you know, solving uh, and making customers happy. Right. So being able to choose the right tools to solve the job. And, and so I think this is an important thing. So, you know, some organizations are really good about this. They say, here's our problem. Uh, here's our goals. You, you all can solve it. It doesn't matter to us, uh, you know, if we need to get new tools for that or not. And there, but there's some organizations that are still, you know, we are, we've bought into this one specific tool and you have to use it for everything. And, and that's where, you know, it becomes a challenge for developers to solve the problem if they're limited by the technology they can choose from. So that would be my takeaway from here is that uh, if you're setting clear goals, then you're ahead of the game already. Uh, and then if you're allowing uh, developers and tech leads and architects to choose the right tools and technology, uh, then you're also uh, going to be ahead of the game and actually solving those problems and achieving those goals. I noticed that the last point that you wanted to mention here is that despite the challenges, developers are heroes. So would you like to verbalize more on that? I think it's a great closing comment. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's easy for me to say because as I said, I used to be a project manager. I still consider myself a developer. So certainly I'm going to call uh, all developers heroes. But I I think it's true looking at these uh, these results and especially what they've been facing these last couple of years, uh, changing in priorities, changing in work environment and having to do more with less. I I truly believe that uh, developers are the heroes in terms of these modernization efforts. You've said some wonderful stuff already, but anything we have missed that you want to add that we can put in here at the end? I mean, the only other thing I would mention is, 
you know, just, just based on our last uh, episode when we talked about transition from relational to NoSQL cloud database. So if you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. But certainly uh, asking developers to use their legacy tools to create a modern experience is uh, just doesn't add up. The math doesn't make sense there. So you need to have modern tools to enable your developers, enable your teams to create those modern experiences. And certainly that's one of the things we take away from this survey. And it's one of the things Couchbase is trying to do is give teams the modern database that they need to create modern applications. Please come back for the third of our three-part discussion with Matthew Groves of Couchbase, where Matthew and I look at how the media is covering the shift to NoSQL. We look at some recent articles and attitudes and put them into some perspective. By the way, all three of these Couchbase podcasts are available at cloudtweaks.com forward slash podcasts. Don't forget, you can also connect with Matthew at Couchbase Connect Online, a free online conference happening October 20th and 21st, 2021. Just go to couchbase.com to register. Hosting for the Cloud Tweaks podcast comes from ISC Squared, and we thank them for their ongoing support. To learn about and to join the ISC Squared community of cybersecurity leaders, visit isc2.org. And as for us, you can check us out at cloudtweaks.com and follow us on Twitter at cloudtweaks. If your company is looking for some great exposure to thousands of decision makers in the IT, cloud, and related industries worldwide, please get in touch. We can craft a campaign that will get you noticed through our website, social media, and newsletter channels, all of which enjoy substantial readership. If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing, leaving a review wherever you get your podcasts, and tell just one more person about us. We are always interested in learning what we can do to bring quality news to you. Until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Stay safe and thanks for listening.